Yes, people. Welcome to the Property Strategies Podcast. She's got the good, good vibes. Beauty that I can't describe. Golden like the summer skies. Summer skies. Her shape of the skin don't crack. Hey, guys. Um, welcome to the Property Strategies Podcast. Um, you're here with myself, Kenny. Who else is here? Goats. Got Akin. Akin in the building. And um, today we've got um, a special guest with us um, who is going to be sharing some good information on um, buying a house when you're self-employed. So I would just like to introduce her to the group and to all of you. Um, Kemi, do you want to introduce yourself? Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Kemi Olowe. I'm a broker with Just Mortgages. Um, I've been a broker for, I think, close to 10 years now. Um, worked for some of the high street banks and also um, other brokering com- um, brokerage companies. Um, yeah, happy to be here. Cool, thank you very much. And obviously, Kemi is really good, by the way, guys. But you're going to find out. I mean, you'll listen to her speak anyway. Like, she's already helped us. We've sent so many people to her. So I'm sure that a lot of people, even listening in, will be like, oh, that's Kemi. You know, they'll actually know her already. So, um, yeah, so I think we're just going to kick off with the first question, um, which is just generally how to buy a house when you're self-employed. So what kind of things, um, you know, what are the essentials, basically, on something like this? Okay, so um, the common things that I would ask for um, from a self-employed client would be two years accounts. And although you may not need the two years accounts, we always ask for two years accounts because... Um, depending on what your situation is, um, if, if, you know, if, if we're going down the route of um, everything looks absolutely great, you've declared 100k a year for two years and great, we can go and get the best rate. If it may be that the, the, what you've declared isn't too great, um, we may have to take other routes. But yeah, definitely two years accounts. And we'd also ask for four months bank statements. Um, typically to show that you're actually giving yourself some sort of income. Um, Sometimes people don't pay themselves when they're self-employed and um, at the end of the year they may just take a drawdown or they may take some dividends or take dividends throughout the whole year. Um, So depending on which bank account you use the most, um, it may be that I have to ask for your business bank account. Um, also um, essentially the reason why we ask for bank bank statements is um, to see what your spending habits are Um, so we want to make sure that we're not you know there's nothing slagging up such as payday loans gambling websites and things like that so we want to just see how you manage your money and how you're actually paying yourself Um, also ask for ID I think that's pretty standard proof of address Um, and just really talk about the nature um, of your business. I guess now with COVID, I have to go into a lot more detail as to, you know, what type of business it is and has it been affected by COVID. Um, the key question that all lenders are asking is, have they taken any sort of government assistance, which is the bounce back loans, or for um, the CIS, um, self-employed people who are in the building industry, whether they've taken the SEIS um, grant as well um with some lenders if you've taken a bounce back loan some lenders don't want even want to to deal with you some lenders will just want to see that 
you know, that still in the business account, or as long as you can justify what it's what it's used for, then sometimes that they're okay. Um, the other thing as well is that up, up until the end of last year, um, most lenders were dealing with majority of self-employed um, clients. Now, there's quite a few lenders who are not dealing with, say, someone who's working in the beauty industry, someone who maybe owns, you know, a a fast food restaurant or um, barbers, hairdressers, um, because they know that they obviously are not open. So therefore you've been affected by COVID and there's no, um, the government aren't giving us any indication as to where, when you're going to reopen. And so, yes, yeah, so we'd, we'd have that sort of discussion. Um, and then, yeah, I think that, that's about it. That's, that's the first stage. And the other thing that I would also ask for is your credit report. Um, that's really key at the moment, just to make sure that there, haven't been, there hasn't been any mispayments. Most lenders um, will tolerate maybe two mispayments on um, a utility bill or um, unsecured loans, HP, maybe two in the last 12 months. Other lenders, one, some lenders have zero tolerance. So credit, your credit report is also key. No, that's, that's, that's lovely. And I've got just on top of that as well, in regards to what's needed, um, you mentioned that you definitely need two years accounts. Would you say there are lenders out there that will go off one year account? For example, if I'm, if I'm a new business that I've just started and, you know, I've only had, you know, my business for a year, um, about to start the second year, but I've only got one year's accounts. Would, would there, is there lenders out there that will allow still give me a mortgage? Yes, um, without giving advice. <laughs> Um, there are lenders such as Halifax and Precise Um, there are other lenders as well um, but key ones for me are Halifax and Precise who will work off of one year's accounts Um, I guess sometimes people it it doesn't take much to set up a limited company to be honest with you Um, sometimes people set up limited companies just for the sake of it and they don't actually start trading maybe until a year two years later so sometimes on an application, you can have, when was the company set up? Let's just say, I don't know, 2018. When did the company start trading? 2019. Therefore, you've only got one year's worth of accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can work that way. But Halifax can go off of one year's accounts. Um, and there are also some lenders who will take the most recent account and then a projection from your accountant. Um, and all of this really depends on the scenario. It's case by case. Um, but yeah, there's it, the typical two years that everyone thinks most of the time that doesn't need to happen. Um, if we're limited with um, the lenders that are available to you, yeah. sometimes what may happen is that, you know, even if your first year's account is, I don't know, 7K, and then your next year's account, you've declared 35 if there isn't if there isn't any real justification as to why that is why there's such a big jump or if it's in an industry where you'd only you'd expect to see slow growth sometimes the lenders will take an average over the of the two years which doesn't give you great income um but again there are some lenders who would just ask for justification so for instance um i had a scenario someone who was up north and had a restaurant and um what was it um yeah so his his earnings dipped in one year and he said I went on hard you know I went on hard I went to visit my family blah 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 and that was you know it's justifiable and we were able to to get that moving wow okay that's amazing 
Um, okay, going on to another question as well. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, nowadays there's a lot of millennials and everyone's, you know, got a side hustle or a business. Um, in yeah. a situation whereby I've got my main income, however, I've got a business that's doing well or doing okay, whatever. How do I, is, is there ways whereby lenders will consider the other side hustles? Um, and how does that look like in theory? Okay, so when you say the side hustle, is this, is this, um, self-employed or is this P-A-Y-E? Self-employed. Okay. So that that's definitely doable. It just, and, and again, it really boils down to the lender and um, how long you've been doing it for. If you've been, if you've been self-employed for six months, yeah, it's definitely not going to, not going to run at all. Um, if you've been doing it for a year um, and especially if it's linked to something that you're currently doing, um, then there are some lenders who would um, who would entertain it. For example, if we have typically you have medical professionals who have their own consultation business on the side, that's absolutely fine. It's the same line of work. It's justifiable. There's a need for it. It's okay. There are some lenders who have said, okay, well, no, we definitely need two years accounts. Um, and then the other thing to bear in mind is that with secondary income not all lenders take 100% of secondary income. Um, So we have lenders such as, I think it's Accord who will take, yeah, they do, they take up to 100% of secondary income. Um, As long as, you know, they'll ask you more questions as to what type of business it is, um, where do you see it going in five years time? I think sometimes people see mortgages as, you know, maybe a tick box exercise where if it fits, it fits, it doesn't. Um, There's more to it, especially if you know which lenders to navigate through and you know how to package things together. Um, a lot of the times you can get things through. You may not get the best interest rate, but for in terms of getting get getting you the mortgage, it you know it could potentially work. Okay. And and in cases like that where you, you do have a side hustle, how do they is there do they want you to how can you prove it? Is it I guess would it just be bank statement for them to see that you're making some money or I guess in this situation where you won't have pay slips, or would it be invoices or whatever would they want to see? They'd want to see if it's a limited company, they'd want to see your, your audited accounts. Um, but most people, if they're self-employed with a side hustle, most of them do it under a sole trader. So they want to see some form of SA302 and your tax year overview. And um, with your SA302, the good thing about it is that it will show um, it will show earnings from all employments profit from UK land on property if you've got a property already mm. or and then pro, um, all other all other income so it will break everything down and it'll give you a total um, a total amount of income so the SA302 is definitely needed it's the bank statement there's no lender at the moment that will just run off of bank statements because um, ultimately the reason why they need to see the SA302 is to prove that you're actually paying tax on this income um, it's like if someone has multiple buy to let properties and they don't declare it if you ever wanted to use it as income, it wouldn't, it just wouldn't work because the lender would say, well, they're not paying tax on it, you know, and that's, that's what it boils down to just to make sure you're actually paying tax. Yeah. Um, Kami, I had a question as well. Um, mm-hmm. I know when it comes to some entrepreneurs and like business owners, they pay themselves via like dividends. Um, for, for those sort of entrepreneurs that sort of have um, limited companies and they pay themselves via dividends, is, is that another way of... <clears throat> proving like their, their income or how would someone you know that does that necessarily approach this sort of scenario 
Um, if, if you're paying yourself via dividends, your your accountant would still give you your, your you know your tax return at the end of the year. It will say dividends. It will say salary. It will say benefits received. Um, things like that. So there would be a breakdown. And like I said, there are um, like for instance um, GPs um, who are sometimes GPs. The way that they're structured is that they're part of the the GP practice. They're a partner, and a lot of the times they they have a limited company and then what they then do is a drawdown say at the end of the year and they may take dividends quarterly so it doesn't show that you've got like a regular income but they may be getting you know a salary from the actual GP practice it's really complicated but it does work because at the end of the day when you've got that SA302 or your tax declaration it shows all of the income that you've got. Okay yeah perfect that makes sense yeah that makes sense and okay you had another question in regards to um the update yeah so i guess what we just wanted to know was in regards to all the other myths um if there's any other myths that we can debunk in this conversation um i guess one we mentioned was the fact that you don't necessarily need two years um tax um sorry two years um what do you call it two years accounts and then you can go off one year um is there any other myths or anything you you've heard kenny at all or anything you can kind of correct a little bit no I've, yeah i mean yeah because if you've heard some more then that would be great but like one of the main ones that we had i feel like you've already answered in the fact that people feel um they for them to even be considered that they need two years worth of accounts and i think that's um what holds a lot of people back so maybe if you can just share some more light on that and um maybe give some hope if if there is yeah. some hope on that situation okay, okay. Okay. Um, the other thing to also point out is that you have people in certain fields such as IT, medical professionals. When I say medical professionals, it's not your nurses or um, your healthcare assistants. It's people who are you know, qualified doctors, physicians and things like that. But the IT professionals, banks, um, and I say Halifax, uh, some, a lot of banks are quite okay with you. Um, if we look at, say, contractors, um, although you're getting a day rate, um, Halifax, if you're a contractor um, and you have a day rate, Halifax will actually treat you as employed rather than self-employed. Right. Whereas there oh. are some, yeah. Whereas there are some other lenders who will say, well, you know, you're a contractor. We need two years accounts. Halifax won't do that because they know that with IT professionals, you know, you can move every six months, you can move, you know, once a year, but they would take your, your day rate, times it by five, times it by 46 weeks, which will give you an annual income. Um, and it's, it's absolutely fine. All you need is your contract and it works. So when I have, IT, when I have contractors, I don't even look anywhere other than Halifax because it's not, for me, it's not about the rate. If you've got two years accounts, absolutely perfect. But, you know, if you've just started, um, what they would also want to see is um, a proven track record that you've been in the same industry. So sometimes um, people would be PAYE and then they'll say, actually, I can make more money being a contractor. I'm going to cross over. Because you've got 12 months history, 12 months work history as an IT professional or contractor in the same field, then it's okay. Similar with social workers as well. They, they move around from borough to borough. So mm. I've got a couple on at the moment where um, there's, someone's just gone from, you know, PAYE to, um, to a contractor as well. But she's been, the person's been um, 
a social worker for over 10 years. So it works. It's in the same industry. She's employable. If she had to go back to PAYU, we know that it's, it's okay. Um, and it's just because of the nature of the work. So there are some lenders who look more at the nature of your work than, you know, the boxes that say two years accounts or, you know, three years accounts and things like that. Okay. All right, then. Cool. Now, this, this all sounds good. Um, I feel like we've covered so much um, in such a short amount of time. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we wanted to ask you. Um, Goka, does anything else come to mind, Akin? No, I think um, that was really good. Um, very concise, yeah. straight to the point. I think we just we just wanted to get a professional in just to kind of back up what we spoke about um, in the yeah. rest of the podcast. And it's been fantastic. So thank just you. So in, much. You know, just in, just in case we said anything wrong, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I appreciate that. Thanks a lot, Kemi, for coming on. Thank you. Thank and you very much, Kemi. Thank, thank you, Kemi. Till next time, guys. Take care. Right. Bye. Bye. I wouldn't go too far Everybody knows you